0: The smallest element of abandonment, such as maybe they don't come and pick you up in daycare on time and they leave you there for an hour or two because they're late, can trigger a fear of dying, a fear of I'm not safe anymore. So we develop coping mechanisms which you're not safe to express emotions because if you express, you might get abandoned again. You want to give yourself love, but you just don't know how to because you were taught that you need to work for the love of others and therefore you, by default, also learned that you need to work for your own love. If you don't let people in, you end up not exploring the full expression of love, the full expression of feeling. It might hurt when it goes away, but if you don't let it in, you also don't feel what it's supposed to feel.
1: Denisa, welcome to the show. So excited to have you here.
0: Hi, Vindi. so excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Of course, and we were just like exchanging messages in the morning. We're both in our like feminine era. So we were like, what are you wearing? (laughs) I was like, I'm just gonna be very extra because I'm just like fully expressing more the feminine side. And you were saying, oh yeah, I'm in the same place.
0: Indeed, yeah, I'm um, completely in my feminine as much as possible, um, especially after going deep and finding a lot of things that needed to surface. So, yes, very much with you on that.
1: Okay, I'm going to want to explore that. So, I mean, I mean, I know you because you do a lot of breath work. You help people with emotional releases, reprogramming their subconscious mind. And you keep saying that breath is the one tool we can use to kind of access past memories, access programming, access whatever's kind of underneath the surface that you might not be aware of. Now, I'm gonna be very honest, I don't have that much experience with breath work. <laughs> I have only gone to like one workshop once and everyone was screaming, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, y'all are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I was laying there peacefully and, and I can share the story later, like what actually came through me as I was doing that. but. Um, help me understand what does breath and emotions have mm. to do? Like, how do they go together? Because I thought we we're just gonna, you know, my first experience, I thought we we're just gonna be, you know, can't be bad for you. So I'm gonna go breathe. And not that five minutes later, the whole room is gonna be either screaming or crying. And I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. So let's unpack that. Breath and emotions, what in the world? How are they connected? Mm. Why do we need to breathe?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, so breath work Well, breath, our breath in general is this miraculous thing because, uh, you know, it's the first thing that we do when we when we're born and it's the last thing that we do when we die and we take it for granted so much every day because we breathe, we leave. We know that we need to breathe in order to be alive. um, Mm -hmm. But most people don't necessarily pay attention to it unless something is wrong, unless someone tells you oh you might not be breathing correctly Um, the truth is that there are studies that show 95 to 97 percent of people have some sort of breath deficiency so there's some what's a breath deficiency as in they don't breathe completely correctly so they are. I'm the, sure the... I'm in
1: that category too. I've been even like my personal trainers are like, Vendy, you're not breathing." I was like, "Yes, because I'm trying to do a squat. <laughs> I can't do, can't do all this force thing and breathe at the same time."
0: So yeah, I mean, breathe. The way we breathe <laughs> when we work out is a is a conversation in itself. But <laughs> yeah, um, basically, we're all uh, th- there's. We're not really taught anything about breath anywhere, you know, not in school, not, not later in life. There, uh, there's, there are now a lot of studies. There are now a few very good books out there that, um, explain why, why we breathe, how we should be breathing correctly. But ultimately there, this is not something that is common knowledge, right? So mm. a lot of people breathe from their chest rather from their, uh, belly, from their abdomen, from them, their diaphragm, that's one that's one of the biggest uh, like pitfalls you know that uh, people find themselves in. Um, so there 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 are a few aspects about uh, our breath from how we breathe and how that impacts our health overall. Um, and there are studies that have found a correlation between all the major diseases from autoimmune diseases to diabetes to everything that you can put on the list um, and the way that we breathe uh, in the sense that our breath can influence that, can improve um, our health. Uh, so there, that's one one side of it. And then because our breath is so important and it's so fundamental for how we live, for, for our bodies to be healthy, it also... Influences how our brain works, the state in which our brain is, and it also influences our nervous system. We can upregulate our nervous system in a matter of minutes, and we can downregulate our nervous system in a matter of minutes or seconds, even uh, if we want to and if we know how to, if we're even aware of it. And so, yeah, it plays a lot of um, a lot of different roles that most people are not aware of, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I was going to ask you, like, so what? I breathe from my chest, most likely. <laughs> or whatever the incorrect way of doing it is, I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm doing that. <laughs> so you're touching upon health. So potentially, you know, there's there it can be affecting your organs, which would make sense. I mean, this is oxygen, right, to, to our cells. Um, nervous system. And I almost want to bring this back to emotion. So... This, I'm in Austin, Texas right now. So yeah. breath work is a big thing here that I'm seeing. So help me it understand is, yeah. why, how are those two things connected? Why, yeah. why are people working to, looking to understand their breath, to understand their emotions, you know? And I don't have a good experience with either because I'm like, ah, emotions, too messy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so let's go there. <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's go a bit then to... Uh, the fact that through our breath we can access our subconscious or we can access the state of our brain in which uh, we access our subconscious. And our subconscious is not this, I don't know, unseen thing or unknown thing that we don't access or we're not aware of in our daily life. It's actually 95% of our thoughts are uh, driven by our subconscious. So our subconscious are is all of those thoughts that repeat themselves. You know, when, you, when you're when you in front of a decision, you kind of already know what you're going to say, what you're going to do, because you've either been in a situation that was similar to that, or you've had this sensation, that sensation in front of a decision before, and your body already knows, your body, your brain is already used to um, answering or doing something in a certain way. And so because of that, it means we have a lot of thought patterns that repeat themselves throughout our lives and thought patterns that we learn uh, mainly in our childhood um, until we're seven years old or up until 12 years old when our brain fully develops. Um, And the correlation, there's a scientific correlation to it as well in the sense that the state of our brain where we can access the subconscious is called the theta brainwave. Mm-hmm. There are different brainwaves in which our brain is uh, moves through daily. Uh, the theta one is the one where we sleep and dream. We can also access it through deep meditation, or it's also the one that um, if you've ever done hypnosis, uh, that's the state that you're induced in. So it's the it's a hypnotic um, state of the brain. And it doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. You're still very much aware. But the way that I like to describe it is that we're a bit more honest with ourselves in that state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It opens up the possibility of being able to... We're a bit more susceptible to what we hear in that state. And so it opens up the possibility to literally rewire our brains and reshape those thought patterns that perhaps we feel a bit trapped in sometimes. And so the reason why I'm mentioning the theta brainwave is because... Uh, that is the um, state of our brain all throughout our childhood up until we're seven. And so what we, what we learned, that's why, you know, in everyone kind of has information from everywhere these days. So if, whether you go to therapy or you read books or you listen to a podcast, you've probably heard that what we learn, the experiences that we go through when we're children, what we learn when we're children, those thought patterns that are created, the experiences, um, they end up repeating themselves. Or we end up behaving the way that we learned, we reproduce that, uh, those answers and those behaviors. And that is the... Kind of the scientific answer to it is because mm-hmm. our brain is in a state where it records everything so deeply um, that it's then a bit difficult to get out of it and so we have tools like breathwork to access that and to try and rewire some of those thought patterns that perhaps are not necessarily serving us anymore when we're children our bodies and our brains um, end up protecting ourselves protecting us um from different experiences so you know if we're left alone in order to and not listened to or abandoned in order to feel safe and to survive our bodies um shut down emotions because that's what we feel that we need to like our body def- uh, literally feels i need to not feel right now <laughs> otherwise there's a possibility I might die from sadness, from this oh my God. hurt that I feel, exactly. And so, you know, we end up, uh, we become adults with those uh, emotions, with those experiences imprinted in our bodies and we end up not being able to express ourselves fully or uh, we're afraid to be vulnerable because we've learned that we need right. to shut down our emotions, and that's just one one tiny example, right? Um, little traumas uh, can happen from very small experiences, very small things, to obviously the big traumas uh, from abuse and things like this. Oh
1: my God, this is—I mean, you're like talking. I was like, is she talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's I would It's everyone.
0: It's everyone. Like literally, everyone has. Um, it's very interesting when someone says, oh, but I don't, think I, I don't think I have any kind of traumas in my... I don't, I don't yeah, think there's anything to Yeah, you're at zero in
1: touch. Like, you're so not in touch with anything. I think that was probably me a couple of years ago. I was like, I'm fine. Why are people wasting their time <laughs> hashing through old memories? I'm like, just go towards the future, which is probably just uh, going back to what you're saying. It's like you at some point decided not to feel
0: so yeah it's just
1: running that pattern
0: yeah there there are a lot of things that create uh, fear that create shame guilt in our uh, in our life and you know at the same time we're taught to be tough to be powerful to move on to keep Mm. keep going and it's very easy especially you know our generations I think the newer generations they have a bit more access to a lot more information a lot more tools such as breathwork is for example and so they're they're moving a bit into a different direction um although they you know they have their own (laughs) their own issues to deal with Um, but no no one no one really told us um it's okay to feel you know even if even when they even if we were lucky to receive a hug whenever we hurt we we were hurt um there wasn't a lot of It's very rare that you find someone that says, yeah, you know, I was able to express what I needed and I was able to express when I was hurt. Um, No one really got that. So, you know, (laughs) everyone ends up uh, living their life the best that they can. Um, But with all of these programs rolling in our subconscious, and I'm one of them, you know, I work with this. I've made it my life purpose to work with this and i discover you know layers upon layers you know the onion uh, concept of uh, layers over layers every day as well so yeah it's a it's a definitely an ongoing process that doesn't necessarily end anywhere because we continue living and we continue adding more (laughs) you know more layers and more experiences more little traumas um and the more the more we're able to learn about them and the more we're we learn to manage them as they happen uh, in a way that is healthier in a way that is um doesn't take us that long to understand it doesn't take us that long to get out of it um the better and the happier we live the more authentic we are as well
1: yeah so let me bring up a couple of fears that people like me which i know there's plenty of out there in the world probably you know feel like the idea is like well if I'm gonna open this can of worms it's just going to be like you'll never get to the bottom of it so like if you actually Mm. do start releasing but if I do allow myself to like and I'm a lot better again in the last couple years um but early 20s I was like just like I would not like I would pattern interrupt on purpose if I feel emotion I was like i like pattern interrupt to like distract your mind and be like, let's just go for a run very quickly. Let's just like, I'm not doing this right now. I'm, this is not productive. <laughs> this is this is not how we build a business. This is not how we stay focused. This is not how we achieve goals. I was like, what a freaking mess of whatever this is, don't come near me. So that was hundred percent me. Um, have, have it opened up slowly more in the last couple of years is for sure. Though there's always the fear of like, well, what if Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, like, lose myself in whatever that is. Because, like, I haven't looked at it for in such a long time because it's always been, like, pushed Mm. away so much. I was, like, Mm. I think what many people feel, like, if they're going to, like, if you're going to get very deep, you're going to crack something open, they're just, like, and I know it's, like, an unreasonable fear, but it's, like, I'll never stop crying. And this is unreasonable saying it out loud, but it's, like, a fear. Like, it's that's how people feel. Like, but if I start feeling this emotion, maybe it's anger for some people. It's, like, I'll I just, I won't be able to stop. So yeah. what do you say to that? <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah, well, there, there's a lot of uh, talk also about re-traumatization and, you know, um, there's a lot of fear around that. And it's very understandable as well, because, again, no one really taught us how to manage these emotions. Um, so what I say to that is that as humans, as human beings, we are supposed to feel all the emotions you know the good emotions the happy emotions and the what so-called bad emotions you know sadness fear shame guilt anger rage um we're we're built our bodies are built to feel all the emotions and emotions are in english this is uh it's it's great how it's built because emotions are energy in motion so emotion mm. um and what that says is that in order for an emotion to release is you need to let it move through you you know feel mm. the pain feel the shame feel the guilt and then it will be easier for it to move on so that you create space for other emotions that you actually want in your life. And the, the part where we push down the emotions or we don't want to look at them, we avoid them through, you know, everything that you just described, it doesn't really work. <laughs> like, it doesn't really work <laughs> like that because they're still your emotions. They're still your experiences. They don't really go anywhere. Um, you block them from your conscious mind. You block them. You're able to, your ego is able to create a story around it and be like, no, 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 I'm going to not pay attention to this. However, your body is going to feel them. Your body is going to remember. There are lots of books now around how emotions and uh, experiences, particularly traumatic experiences that we're not able to process in their moment, they're stored in our bodies. There are a lot of studies now that show that from the communication between the body and the brain, 80% comes from the body to the brain and 20% the brain from the yeah. brain to the body. And so um, you're, you're, the only thing that you're doing is to create a contraction in your body, in your fascia, which is the, you know, the, the part of your body the, that is where emotions are stored. And the only thing that's going to happen is that it's going to show up in one way or another. That emotion that you're pushing down is going to show up in, in in different ways, whether that is a behavior pattern, um, you might uh, react in a certain way, and you might... Um, decide certain things without even noticing why, you know, why did I even make that decision? Why? Mm-hmm. And it might be based on fear, a fear that was created, you know, 20 years ago when you yeah. had to do something and to- someone told you, you, you're not allowed to. Um, mm-hmm. And then it also shows up as pain and as disease in your body, because most, uh, most things that physically happen to us, of course, there's a physical explanation for it uh but that's just the manifestation uh, in the physical in the physical body of the emotion that was you know bottled um there for for such a long time so you know what i have to say to your question is the sooner you look at it the sooner you explore it the sooner you understand it and therefore you accept it the sooner it will also move through you and able to, you know, release is a is a strong word because it doesn't really go away. It's still your emotion. You still lived it, you still experienced it. But you've you're able to reframe your relationship to that emotion and to that experience. So the fear of being re-traumatized if you remember a in a, a very unpleasant experience or a trauma, an experience that created trauma for you. It's a very valid fear, um, but it's it, it, the thing is, you're not doing it any favor by shutting it down. And as hard as it can be to look at it and accept it, you're much better off at the end of it um, to look at it and accept it rather than to push it down. Yeah, and I... In the long term, uh, you're much better off, yeah. you know?
1: I think that I am by no means where you're you're at in terms of like allowing full we'll expression this i have i got a lot i just remember myself this is like where my i guess existential crisis started um no 18 months ago where are we 2020 and okay so that was beginning 2022 I just like remember it's like mid january and i was i was like what in the world is life and i just like remember just started crying without any like i was like i don't know where this is coming from but it's just like flowing through me middle of the night probably 1 a.m i just like woke up the girl needed to cry. And I just, like, I was probably kind of stayed there for a couple of hours. So I'm a lot better probably still by myself. Like, just because I think I had been exposed to the concept. Like, you're going to allow it to move through you, like, the emotional wave. And then it's kind of leaves your body. Like, I to this day, I was like, I have no idea where this is coming from. Like, I'm not upset. Nothing. Like, it's just, like, there's just an emotion passing through. And if we are to tie in human design here for just a second, which, again, mm-hmm. is just a concept. You know, some people, I wonder if this is why I'm either not the biggest fan of emotions or don't feel too comfortable with them, because some people are designed to be on emotional waves, so that's how they get clarity, and they go through the highs and lows, and, you know, like, they that's the roller coaster they go through, and people who have uh, an open solar plexus, like myself, like, I can feel other people's emotions twice as much, and I'm like, whoa. Whoa, <laughs> this is a bit too much. I can barely deal with my own. <laughs> this is like so, like, being in being in other people's aura, I'm like, okay, um, you deal. Like, I literally, like, in, you know, I will, my mom is in the way, so I'll be like, you deal with that for a bit. <laughs> and then let's have a conversation in a couple hours when you're, like, logical. Um, which is probably, again, one is like, I, anyone with an open solar plexus will feel mm-hmm. other people's emotions twice as much. And plus, if you don't know how to process your own, you're probably like, oh, no.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> know where to put these. And that's scary, right? You know, and, and it's so at the same time, it's so beautiful how we're different and how everyone feels differently. Uh, that's why, you know, I love practices, uh, I love sciences uh, such as human design and Everything that gives you a bit of an insight into who you are as a person, how you feel, how you you know how you go through life, what is your intuition, what is your what is your drive to, for decision making, and, and all of the beautiful things that we can learn. Um, but you know that's the that's the thing you you have to you you've got to be open to learn about all of it and therefore you've all you know being more open to the emotions that come with it is yeah a better thing than not feeling them
1: yeah well i feel like this is oh i mean i just literally released the youtube video before our before our call and um that was my realization yesterday like i i just like i'm and actually, this is the concept somebody else gave me a couple of weeks ago, which was helpful. You know, like, I'm like, you know, we're, I'm like, you're 29. Like, get over it. First of all, nothing like terribly bad has happened to me in a childhood. I had a very good childhood, you know, for the most part. So there's not, like, massive traumatic events. So I'm like, just, like, get over it. Like, move on. Let's go. <laughs> you know, and that's, like, my inner dialogue there. And you're, like, yeah. taking a sigh here. So I <laughs> became more aware of it yesterday because I'm like... Oh, it was a whole thing. I made a whole, like, almost 40-minute video on it because, like, there's, like, a part of me that battles it because I'm like, just move on, will you? Okay, don't be a baby. <laughs> just, like, why do we have to go there? So, I mean, I can I can explore that a bit more, but I want to stop because I, I heard a sigh from you and I felt like maybe something's coming up.
0: <laughs> um, The sigh was because there's... I th- I feel there's a, there's a bit of shaming around what is trauma and what is small trauma and what is big trauma. And of course, you know, there is a difference um, and a lot of people talk about that and uh, there's a, there's a place in recognizing that most definitely. However, we each, the way that we feel the small traumas um, can feel, you know, for our bodies in that moment with our children, uh, underdeveloped brains and, you know, in the body that is developing and growing, you feel it almost as uh, powerful as as big trauma, you know, that the the residue of that emotion not being met, not being felt, not being uh, allowed to be released and expressed, you feel it in the same way and your body feels it in the same way even though the experience itself is not as as trauma, traumatic and it doesn't feel so i feel there's a, there's a bit of shaming around that and so people who have like you say you know i have had i i'm the same i i'm blessed i'm very lucky not to have had a very a traumatic experience traumatic childhood in that sense um no big traumas in a way but it doesn't mean that my body didn't didn't feel those emotions and those experiences where I wasn't held. I didn't receive the, all the love that I, that I needed. I was abandoned, not because my parents wanted to, but because they kind of had to (laughs) at some point, you know, they left me with my grandma and so on. That, that feels like abandonment that, and that plays therefore in all my relationships as an adult. Um, someone else might have had a very different uh, experience but the emotion and the the way that our body feels it and the way that it then expresses in our adult life is um is not necessarily very different and so yes you know we might want to think that we're uh, oh you know there's not there's not that bad big things that we need to process but in reality it it is our bodies feel it the same
1: and there's a you mentioned abandonment, so I'm going to want to go there in a second. Um, <laughs> yes. Because I was like, that's going to open up a beautiful conversation. Um, what I wanted to mention is that I think that what came to my mind yesterday as I was recording that video, and this is another person, I had recorded an episode with her, and I need to release that as well. She basically said, like, when you're, like, not allowing yourself to feel or you're, like, get over it, move on, like, what's the problem, man up or woman up or whatever you're saying, Like, you have to imagine that you were saying that to your, let's say, four year old, fifth year old version of you, like four year old Vendy, five year old Vendy, right? Like, you wouldn't be saying Mm -hmm. those things to your niece or to your kids if you have kids, right? You would be like, I guess you're saying you would be hugging them, you would be supporting them, you would be like there for them, extending the love and the grace that you would for a child. And I think that has been a little more helpful for me to like, not that I'm still I'm still plenty harsh on myself but like that was at the back of my mind yesterday like that f- concept it's like I'm not like I'm literally not allowing that child to feel like I'm yeah. I'm suppressing that child no one else right the experience that I kind of gone it's like at this point it's just me like not extending love not extending grace to the baby Wendy towards whatever she needs to go through and process and that I was like oh well, you're literally said it on a video like I'm the main villain in my story at this point cuz I'm like yeah. I'm not allowing her to breathe or to be loved.
0: And I was it's like, oh, um, crap yeah because it's <laughs> you know it's never about what everyone else uh, is saying or about you know what criticism you might get, what happy words you might get from anyone else. It's always whatever everyone else says, it's only a reflection of how you feel inside and the way that you understand and you perceive what everyone else is saying is just a reflection of how you feel inside um that's why there is so much work in all the types of therapies that exist uh including in working with breath work or um with emotional release which is another tool that i use all of them work with the inner child um, some a practice that I like a lot and that I've oh. used in the past and I recommend to my clients is add a on your phone add a photo of your uh, of you as a child. This is this is mine currently. Hi. <laughs> Very cute. Um, yeah, it's uh, so add a photo on your on your uh, on your as your background on your phone. And move it through different ages as well, if you can, every month or every two months, every however months you want. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I think it's a great practice. It's uh, it's worked wonders for me and some of my clients as well, because it just reminds you, that's who, that's who we talk to when we talk to ourselves, exactly what you were saying. That's who we, you know, who we share love with or who we share hard... Uh, hard words too when we when Mm. we're being tough to ourselves it's um it's quite powerful when you when you see that this you know cute face in front of you and you're trying trying to be tough on tough on her
1: yeah again i I mean i had so many mixed emotions and i love like the timing this is obviously this makes so much sense right like that was going through me yesterday i recorded the video it was not intended to be there and now we're having a conversation one day later it's because i was the reason i was slightly annoyed it was because i was like i'm gonna have to work through this crap
0: the only way is true you know the only way is go through it
1: and and you've been wanting to pull me into breath work <laughs> so i was like okay <laughs> i'm getting the message god universe like yeah okay yeah, yeah you know I'm the like...
0: way the way the um, breath work, um, the really mm-hmm. powerful experiences, um, because a lot of people when uh, talked about breath work these days, they refer to the workshops where you go through different breathing techniques and you go through an emotional release because that you know that's what mm-hmm. we we started with uh, mm-hmm. um, in this episode. What you're telling, what happens there with your body is that you're sending the message to your body that you're able to do this. You're able to go through it because through the breath, your things happen to you physically and it's in our bodies that emotions are stored. You know, that's what we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier. And then chemical things happen to your brain while you're breathing as well. So there's, you're accessing literally everything, the entirety of you, There's energy busting, like bursting literally all around you and everyone else, if you're doing this in a group setup. And so you have all the um, kind of all the um, little pieces to have an emotional release for emotions to come up. And so in that moment, what you're doing is you're, you know, in, in more technical or more scientific terms, you're giving your body, you're putting your body through stress. So that you can then be able to manage that stress and uh, a bit better. But the way that I like to explain it is that you're sending your body the message that you can do this, you've gone through this. So therefore, you're able in your conscious state later in your day, later in your life, to be able to hold those emotions as well. If you were able to hold them for that hour that you were breathing like a mad person and you know all of this was going on and you're crying and you're what you were describing sometimes yelling not everyone needs to yell not everyone needs to cry either everyone has their own personal experience but you know you, you it's still a stress it's still um an emotional experience and so you're telling your body you're able to do this at the end of it you know you're I did it. I was the one breathing. I was the one feeling all of the feelings and all of the emotions and I got through it and now I'm in this blissful state because you do end up in a very blissful state um where you integrate all of those things that uh, that came up. And yeah, the re- the results are are very beautiful to see. Very, you know, very beautiful to witness.
1: Well, you're like me. You're like we we are catching up before we start recording, and you just told me you're going from this place to that place to that place to that place. So I'm just gonna join you somewhere in Europe next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love your soul. I And I think this is, again, like trust this is a big thing I'm supposed to be working on. You see, I have awareness around a lot of these things, I just don't always act on it. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just stay in awareness for a while because I don't think I'm that's, yeah. I think, the part of the fear not being. I'm kind of scared of facing what's underneath like I'm like I don't know might not be that bad I don't know though no, I, I, I love your soul so we'll we'll keep you all updated on what happens to Mendy <laughs> <laughs> as we grow yeah. through it um remind me where are you because just because I'm sure we're going to be pushing this out in a bit and we're going to continue deep diving in the conversation but what parts of the world are you planning to be in now for the next couple of months
0: yeah, so I'm moving quite a lot between... I'm Romanian originally, so I'm uh, I'm in Romania for quite a bit as well because I'm seeing a lot of openness for, for my work here, which is beautiful. I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. But I haven't okay. lived in Romania for the past 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> I've been moving around Europe, so that's what I'm doing now as well. So I'm in between Romania, the Netherlands, uh, Belgium as well, in Brussels, uh, Lisbon, mm-hmm. so Portugal, and Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madrid and Barcelona are my hubs uh, in Spain. So,
1: yeah. You did invite bit, me to visit one bit, time already. I was like, everywhere. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. I think yeah. I literally I told you, like, it's better you don't invite me because I might actually come.
0: Please, <laughs> to, to any of the locations or to all of them, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Imagine. Now, I want to bring this back to what you mentioned, which is abandonment. Mm hmm. Which is where you're saying, hey, my parents had me stay with my grandma, not because they were trying to be mean to me, it's just probably the life circumstances, though you still experience the abandonment. um, Many people, um, many kids have obviously witnessed divorce, me being one of them, so, Mm -hmm. like, and this is is where where the harsh part with me comes in, I'm like, you're five, that was a long time ago, please move on, human being. You know, because that's, you know, that's because I know there's a big attachment to me, like, you know, dad leaving, dad abandoning Mimi, like, the reason, and I, this is the lightest video I just pushed out, it was about that, like, the reason I was, like, as a kid, excelling in school, all that, it was just to show my dad, like, I wanted him to be proud of me, I wanted him to love me, because in my child mind, that's why he left. And when he got, they got pregnant with another daughter, like he's in a different relationship. That's why I was like, well, I'm clearly not a good enough daughter because otherwise you wouldn't need another another one, one, would you? (laughs) That was my whole reasoning. And again, like I, I guess I'm not going to be able to avoid it for too long because the stop, you know, dwelling like hasn't worked all that well. Mm Because I still, you know, it still comes up from time to time. So and hence yeah. I'm sure I'm speaking to you today which is very interesting my love <laughs> so good okay so going back to like give me give us some because I feel like many kids and now as grown-ups have gone through it or some level of maybe a parent leaving or I don't know maybe a sibling maybe your life with your grandparents or whatever circumstances how is that give, give us some examples of how is that manifesting in your relationships as a grown-up right now because I'm
0: sure that's a fun one to unpack. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's, uh, I mean, it is it is a fun one. Uh, it's also a very painful one, but yeah. <laughs> so abandonment is one of the core traumas, one of the major uh, trauma imprints that we, we can have. And that actually most people have one way or another. Um, because it's so... When we're children, especially especially in the first uh, three years of, uh, until we're three, but then obviously until we're seven and 12, up until the time the brain fully develops, we need, we need love. That's the only thing that we need. We need love. We need safety. You know, having love translates into, I'm safe. I'm being mm-hmm. taken care of. I'm not going to die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the smallest element of abandonment can trigger a fear of dying, a fear of I'm not safe anymore. And I'm not able because our body that in that state knows that we're not able to take care of ourselves, you know? So um, the smallest thing such as in my case, I was left with my uh, grandma for a few months when I was just a few months old, very, very young. So in that in that state, what I note, what my body noticed was that I was not with my parents, with my primary caregivers anymore. And therefore I was abandoned. So the way that I was coping with that was to tell them that I'm uncomfortable by crying all throughout the night. Um, and you know, they, they thought that I was, um, sick, that I, I wasn't, my 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 grandma was using coal in that time to heat the the rooms, uh, with the house that we were staying in, and they assumed that it must have been the coal. There was something that didn't work for her, and she was just uh, just unsettled all throughout this time. In reality, it was I was missing my parents. I needed my mom to be with me. You know, when you're when you're just a few months old, that's all you need. You need your parents to be with you. And so the way that and the, and that can be the situation that situation can be translated to any of the other situations that anyone has, whether you're you know the smallest things such as maybe they don't come and pick you up in daycare on time a few day a few days and they leave you there for an hour or two because they're late, you feel that that's abandonment, you feel in your undeveloped mind you feel that you have been abandoned and that stays with you because we cope by either crying you know in my case or you your your body tells you okay you, you need to not feel this uh, and find ways to survive so we develop coping mechanisms which most of the times are you're not safe to express because if you express you might get abandoned again So as adults, one way that that can be, uh, the way that that plays out in your life is that you're afraid to be vulnerable. You're afraid to express when yeah which is i mean it's the cl- it's it's a classic one right and again there's so much information these days about it so whether you read a book or you listen to a podcast there's like everyone says be vulnerable that's how you're authentic but it's it's true like it, it is true it's what it is um the the sooner we accept it and the sooner we learn ways in which we can feel more comfortable to be vulnerable the better off we are so we we end up as adults and when when someone when we fall in love or when someone falls in love with us re- even receiving love can be can feel uncomfortable or can feel a bit unsafe because we're used to Our bodies are used to surviving on their own and they're used to the feeling of being abandoned and having to self-regulate, having to find ways in which you're safe by yourself. And then there's this person that is saying, I love you and I want to be there with you and give you all of these things that you're not used to receiving. And then your body's like, "Mm, well, this is a strange feeling. Maybe there's something wrong with this person, so you start your literally your brain starts creating stories about why that person is not actually good for you, and that's how you pull back that's how you run away from it um, because it's unfamiliar and because- it feel i in a very twisted way, it feels more unsafe to be with that person than to open up that you might have feelings for them as well. <laughs> And this is (laughs) honestly, this is one, this is one example. It can play out in so many different ways, um, not only in your romantic life, but also in your professional life as well. Because in our professional life, we also build relationships. We also have relationships with um, authority a lot. And it's the authority that also abandons us when we're children. Our parents is who we look up to and if they abandon us we develop all of exactly what you said earlier about i'm not um, i'm not good enough and so the way that you worked hard to get all of those good grades and be first in class to show your dad that look i'm worthy of your love and please can you give me some 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 of it it's the same way you're going to work your ass off when you're when you have a new job or uh, when you're in any kind of job just to show your the authority which is your boss in this case i'm good enough look at me look how much output i can get out you know in an hour look how much uh, i can do look how good my projects are because i need to show you i need validation for my love and i i've learned that in order to be appreciated i need to work very very hard to show that i'm worthy.
1: Mmm. This is so yummy. I mean, oh, I love this. Okay. I feel like yesterday what I got to was like, it's not that it's no longer, I was definitely there early twenties, like proving, I don't, you know, growing up, proving dad later. I mean, I've only had like one job after, after I graduated from university and definitely I was freaking killing it. Obviously that's my style. (laughs) And right now, like yesterday I was kind of journaling through it. And even like recording, like I love it. I get to share this openly on YouTube. Like I'm posting through as I'm talking mm-hmm. through it. And I was like, I'm doing what I'm doing in my business or doing more and striving more and stretching myself and what more can I do? And it's like all of that to prove myself. I'm mm-hmm. worthy of my own love, which when I got to, I was like, freaking sad (laughs) I was like I'm like the meanest to myself like that's what I got to because it's like what I was talking about in that video is like the whole world can tell me and I get these messages all the time how like you're amazing and like your videos are so inspiring and your course changed my life and like even yesterday the reason I was recording is because a past client of mine reached out and like just giving me so much love so much gratitude of how her business has shifted and like I get this and I'm blessed to get this constantly and I dismiss it I'm not impressed because I deep inside don't believe I'm good enough don't believe I'm worthy of love of my own love so I'm like that's not good enough you need to do more of this like like so much of that nonsense talk and I was like like I became so aware of it yesterday I was like I'm so annoyed because there's gonna be no ignoring this right now
0: (laughs) yeah it's yeah it it's always about how we feel what we what we say to ourselves what we tell uh that five-year-old four-year-old every single day oh. and it goes back to the subconscious because you don't necessarily want like if you if you sit with yourself like even now you know if you close your eyes and you really honestly sit with yourself you want to give yourself love but you just don't know how to because you were taught that you need to work for your for the love of others and therefore you by default also learn that you need to work for your own love mm. and it's it's all in your subconscious you know there's a there's a really good quote from Carl Jung that I uh, that I like until you make the unconscious conscious it will lead your life and you will call it faith because we Trip. we we go through life a lot saying um, i you know i'm like this or i'm i i just i just get nervous very easily or i just get angry there are a lot of people who say oh i have a short fuse and i get angry a lot mm-hmm. and but then <laughs> that's not that's not true you learned that at some point in your life And it's so ingrained in your subconscious in the same way that your love for yourself or your lack of love for yourself is so ingrained in your subconscious that it's hard to get out of uh, just by reading a book or just by Mm. even by, even just by doing therapy, which is uh, at a conscious level all the time. Talk therapy is amazing and I've done it for many, many years and I, I love it. And I think it's 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 part of the equation you know it's part of the of the whole of exploration around the subconscious and around um who we are around our nervous system. it's part of it, but it's not all of it, and a lot of time people end up after a long time of working in therapy uh realizing that you know we have all of this in in our hands in the conscious mind of I've read all the books, I'm doing all of these, uh, I'm listening to all the podcasts and I'm kind of doing things. But then when you get really real with yourself and be like, but do you embody that? Do you really feel that to your core? And you realize actually not really. I am for what, and that's why I talk about breathwork work so much and about um, working with the subconscious is that, I had gotten to, when I started working with Breathware, I had gotten to the point where I was able to talk to you about all of the things that I'm talking to you about now. And I was, just, of course, I understand and all of these things that I've done, sure. You know, I express myself and I have love for myself. And I remember my uh, my therapist at that time was telling me after many years of working with her, mind you, um, she told me something along the lines, I still think you don't necessarily realize that you are worthy. And that stuck to me so much. And I I couldn't get my head around it. And then I did one of the, the breathwork um, sessions that I work with now. And I realized the reason why I couldn't integrate that entirely is because I didn't feel it. I only knew it at a, at a conscious level. But I didn't fully embody it. My body wasn't able to fully feel what I was saying with, you know, with words. I was saying it with words and I still wasn't able to feel it in my body. Um, And it wasn't until I went into the subconscious and realized, okay, I can actually feel that now and I can embody that now. And obviously you need to keep going afterwards and it's not a one-time thing. Oh, I did the session and then I'm cured and I can feel everything now. Yes, you can much more than you did before, but you need to you need to keep, keep going. And every time something comes up, allow it to move through you and then find the place, where did it come from, but fully really feel it and embody it. Um, it's so beautiful how our bodies work you know, if you think about it, our bodies are able to heal themselves. Our skin regenerates every so many years, our organs regenerate every so many years. It's we have this miraculous um vessel <laughs> that we call our bodies to mm-hmm. hold us in in this life, in this physical world uh that we call our planet. And where most people are so disconnected to it because what we learn is uh, from a very young age is that if you feel rage you need to control it definitely don't show it if you are upset and you cry sometimes they let you cry but then they also say no Please don't cry. It's okay. Everything, is okay. When it's really not, <laughs> you know, you're you're better off to cry it out rather than understanding that it's okay. Um, and so, what we learn is that all of these emotions that my body is feeling, they're not they're not right. I, I need to disconnect from them somehow. And then, you know, we grow up and something hurts, and we take a pill and uh, we make the pain go away. And we don't even know why it hurts we don't even know where it came from and then we end up with i have this disease and the other disease and it's because i ate wrong or because i live in a polluted in city which is true obviously everything contributes to it but it's not just that um yeah and it's um it's 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 so beautiful the moment where when you get to connecting a bit the dots and being able to, to feel your body, but it does require, it does require work. (laughs) It does require you looking at the painful emotions. It does require you feeling um, capable and allow yourself to take control of, but take control in a, in an accepting way, in in a loving way of your emotions, but also of your whole existence the moment you're able to understand your emotions and regulate your nervous system, the other things come a bit easier. You're able to sleep better. You're able to then feel a bit better in your body. So, you know, lo and behold, you eat better because you trust your body a bit more and you don't necessarily need all that sugar to keep you going through the day. And so you realize they're all really interconnected.
1: Uh, I'm actually very excited to be not
0: going back to Europe just to see you.
1: (laughs) I'm very excited to be in Austin. I'm going to be here until the end of the year, pretty much. Um, 2024, Chica. I'll find you in January.
0: (laughs) I look very much forward to that, yes.
1: (laughs) Because I think you had mentioned this before. She's like, I would love to do breath work with you. I was like, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I don't know. Let me just like still stay in my avoidance and not (laughs) wanting to face this. (laughs) And maybe it's, I mean, yeah, I'm sure well, the timing feels quite perfect. Um, maybe it's time. <laughs> it, yeah, as it always does. Um, and I think it, it is what you're saying. Like, we don't realize that our subconscious, whatever patterns we took on as kids, they're just playing out right now, every day. We might not be aware of them, but we're playing them out every day. How we interact with others. If we open up, if we don't, if we trust, if we don't,
0: like yeah. all those things. We call it our personality, you know? I have a <laughs> personality of... Uh...
1: Well, I don't really say that because I yeah. think that's, you know, well, I know many people do. But it's mm-hmm. like dropping, you know, personal, because I feel like I'm not a big fan of identity politics <laughs> and I feel like many people just like, when they start dividing themselves into I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that, like you're like, no, dude girl like you're just like you're, you're this massive consciousness your spirit your your god your soul or at least that's my again i'm not imposing my way on anyone um,
0: i i'm i'm with you just for the record yeah
1: yeah it's um yeah we just we don't we i guess we don't even question it like why why am i this way like i'm i'm very aware like i'm i'm so protecting myself because i'm Probably became aware just like a year ago because I'm actually scared of people walking out, which I know it's tied to my dad leaving. So I'm like, well, if I don't let you in, can't leave me, can't hurt me. Great, yeah. <laughs> great strategy.
0: <laughs> Maybe yeah. keeps living by herself. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. If, if you don't, if you don't let people in, you also don't, and you end up not exploring what that means. What that fully means, you know, the full expression of love, the full expression of feeling, all of the feelings. It might hurt when it goes away and it there's a good possibility that it does go away at some point. But you also, if you don't let it in, you also don't feel what it's supposed to feel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm by no means recommending it. It's obviously a coping mechanism, which is like... <laughs> Yeah. Then I'm like, like everywhere in the world, I was like, why am I everywhere by myself? And I was like, look at yourself <laughs> because of you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You don't leave the house, you don't, like I always, okay, well, I build relationships, but not too deep because I'm like kind of... I don't know just yeah it's it's probably that I mean I've told this story before with Elena like I think she was telling me she like I love you Vindy like for so such a long time until and this was a while ago I'm way better mm-hmm. now but this is early 20s I'm still in university definitely have zero awareness around this and after university we connected she's my best friend now um and I just remember that for sure I think in London for like a year she's like we had a conversation or we meet up and we go she's like I love you and I'm like i couldn't even say it okay <laughs> i don't, I don't Thanks. know <laughs> exactly Thanks, maybe <laughs> so funny that was me i'm not that bad anymore to put it but that there, but that there was exactly no me
0: it. as well that was exactly me as well uh, receiving compliments is such a oh my god such a difficult thing for for most women because because we're not used to it <laughs> and we 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 think that a compliment is to be earned rather than it's you know our birthright and not only for women obviously for men as well um it's um it's, it's very very interesting how our nervous system works and how our entire identity is um developed around these things that we're told and we're we take for granted. We learn what's wrong, what's right. And then as adults, we realize, well, maybe, maybe maybe that's one version of it. And maybe I have my own version of it. Maybe I want to create my own version of it. So I'm curious, Hmm. with all your
1: exploration, with breathwork and like the journey you've been on, like, how do you, how do you see the world? Like who are we? Where are we? Why are we? Just a
0: couple of light like questions yeah. throwing your way. <laughs> Ask me no. for a friend. <laughs> no, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful question. Um I think I, the way that I see things, the way that I that I feel, the way that I feel things, I think it's a better way of putting it. Is that we're we're souls, we're energy that gets put into a physical body in different lifetimes. (laughs) And in each of the lifetimes, we come here to, with a set of gifts, a set of talents, I call them, and a set of lessons. And we all come here, you know, our souls are connected to this um, higher consciousness of the universe and they're all interconnected they all kind of know each other and our souls choose which are those talents and which are those lessons because they already know what we still need to learn what they still need to learn in the physical world in the physical body to move to an even higher consciousness Mm -hmm. uh, or higher level on the consciousness so knowing this and learning this Feeling this, it's a better way of saying feeling, getting to the point of feeling this has helped me so deeply to not put pressure on myself or not put pressure on anyone else to be in a certain way. I went through all of the experiences of my life to get to this point. I went through all of the lessons in my life to understand things the way that I understand now. I'm sure in a year from now, it will be uh, very different. In 10 years from now, it's maybe going to be even more different. Um, But just understanding that we all have our own path and we're so unique. um, And to be in this body apart from the fact that we are a soul that chooses to be in this body, our bodies come from DNA from our parents and our parents come from our grandparents and so on. There have been so many generations of the the in the physical world of people for us to even exist. And then there's this consciousness that comes in the body as well. There's so our entire being, our entire energy is such a miraculous thing so connected, so interconnected with the universe, with the energy of other people. That is, it's almost, no, it's unfair to not recognize how unique we are and how unique our own path and our own lives are. And it's almost unfair not to want to go deep, not to have the curiosity to go deep and understand more of us we come, you know, we learn when we're children so many things of how life is supposed to be, uh, what we're supposed to do by the age of X, you know, and how we're, what achievements we're supposed to get to, what success is, what a life lived well is, what happiness is. And then you, you realize by learning these things that, we all come here with lessons and we all come here with a set of talents. Mm, just enjoy them, discover them, have the curiosity to discover them um, without putting pressure on yourself, without putting pressure on anyone else.
1: Uh, the book, I think I probably have sent it to you. And if not, just want to mention it because it's Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. Mm-hmm. read it a couple months ago. It basically talks about, and again, this will uh, resonate with those who believe in multiple... Lives that so we come back mm-hmm. as souls to also grow in consciousness. That's what it's about. But they said the book is about what do we do as souls in between lives. It's literally called Journey of Souls. I think Life in Between Lives. So what do we actually do in the soul form, <laughs> and how do we um, reflect back on what we've done? And there's obviously there's good and bad in this physical realm that we identify things good or bad. There's like there's no kind of judgment, none of that. But like we are like okay, well we didn't quite learn this lesson <laughs> try mm-hmm. again in our next lifetime We like, reflect back and we kind of already are within certain soul circles soul groups that we hang out together with and those are the people you know if anyone has heard let's say of soul contracts or certain people souls mm-hmm. coming into your life at certain times to guide you teach you a lesson maybe a lesson you didn't like it maybe a very painful one however you kind of agree so it's not from a not from a bad place it's like you wanted potentially that lesson though what it also talks about which is why i want to bring it on is that we have intention in a soul form of what we want to execute here in that level of consciousness we want to grow into um at least based on a book however in this beautiful body that we have we also have the ego and that many souls can get tripped up by that because your ego if your ego is going to be more powerful than your soul it's going to be like well we The culture told me this and the mainstream media told me this and I need the fast car and I need the chick and I need a guy and I I need need a house and whatever the societal norm is. So you kind of can get trapped in that unless you can awaken, I guess. And then you didn't get a chance to execute on that sole purpose. Because I feel like, what are you aligned with what we're talking about right now? You're like, well, that's nonsense. I think most humans have asked themselves the question of like, well, what am I... Like, or had that deeper longing. Like, this is not, I feel like I'm capable of more. This doesn't feel like a right path. I might have the epic job or may, might not. I might have the epic relationship or might not, but it's like kind of something's missing. I'm kind of off track. And I'm not quite sure where I'm supposed to go. And at least in my way of seeing, it's like, I feel like that's the soul being like, hey dude, hey chica. <laughs> like we didn't like, this is the, this wasn't our plan. I mean, great, you have your epic job. There's more to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, just wanted yeah. to put it out there. I don't know
0: if you read the book though. Um, no, I haven't read this one, but yeah, everything resonates. There are so, you know, there's so many people that say exactly this, that they have everything and they realize once they get to that, to the goals that they wanted, that they're still unhappy. There's still something missing. There are so many people that have changed their lives entirely for this reason, There's, there's definitely some truth in, there's definitely truth in that. And there's definitely something that people, you don't need to go through all of that to realize that that is the truth. There are studies that show what makes us happy, what brings happiness. And all the results are around community relationships. The quality of your relationships is what brings you joy. It's not the car and it's not the material things. While those are great, and while those we should all strive to have them because they're, they do make our lives easier and um, somehow more pleasant to go through, it's the relationships and it's the community that you have. And it's the, because, and this brings me to, to my theory of uh, what are the, the true, true needs of every person. Um, I'm not sure if I read this somewhere but I keep repeating it to a lot of people and I think either I read it or it's a summary of all the things that I've read um, that I truly believe that people need safety they want to be loved and they want to love and these are the three main things that really make a difference and that makes us happy that are our true needs in life Uh, because without the safety we're not able to express our love without the safety we're not able to receive the love but we all all want to be loved and to share our love as well this is what the essence of happiness is led by quality relationships how do you have quality relationships by receiving allowing other people to love you and by showing love to others and having that in a safe um, space Hmm. Um yeah so it's it's very true,
1: probably an overused concept what is it from the nineties right the Maslow's hair care needs right yes, you have the safety security, and as like as you grow, I think
0: you go to self esteem yeah
1: <laughs> exactly because you're like, yes, of course we all want love, and let's say, but I feel like you when you when you are there, you're like, hey, but what can I bring into this world right like how can I serve humanity? what can I put out there to maybe awaken more people or to help them with whatever it is that you mm-hmm. want to feel helped with. Cause it's probably like, and there's so much. And this is why, yeah, like knowing we all, I'm not going to say we all but like many of us know that it's, you're not going to find what happiness and fulfillment on the, in the material things, of course you won't. And at the same time, actually the encouragement I have for many of us is like, Hey, I actually want you to hit your financial abundance so that you know it's not it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you have the space and freedom to explore, okay, well, what comes beyond that, because I would imagine, well, maybe it's just my frame, this is probably not going to be correct, what I'm going to say, though, for somebody like me, I definitely love or prefer to be exploring those things from a place of, like, okay, well, I get to travel, and I get to meet people, and Mm -hmm. I get to do, and go places, and, like, go on that journey from that place, not like you can't, you can find it from... Anywhere. This is the reality. That's why I'm already correcting myself as I'm speaking out loud. It just, um, I think many people, when you are in a place of fear, fight or yeah. flight, have to survive, have to do all these things, it is just not that like, you can't be done. It's harder to, yes, open up yourself up to love, open yourself up to like, where are we? Like, start, starting to ask more existential questions, right? It yeah. can be done. You're just trickier. Um, so I'm, like, I so find myself, and this is what the podcast came about, I personally find myself in this intersection of, like, I love business, <laughs> and I love to talk about consciousness, That those, like, those just came together, because I'm like, I don't think we have to pick either, sometimes people are so, you know, they follow God, or they're spiritual and all of that, like, they, this is against the story, they make money bad, right, it's like, well, mm-hmm. that makes you a bad human, it's like, they somehow put themselves on a pedestal, it's like, I'm more noble, and this is where because I love challenging people. It's a part of my, if we are gonna call it a personality, um, I'm gonna be like, hey, you say you wanna like serve humanity or awaken more people or whatever it is. Like a couple of weeks ago, I put out the video, like a YouTube video, like, hey, if you're avoiding AI, you're selfish. And (laughs) the premise of that video was like, listen, if if you genuinely say you wanna come from a place of service, rather than just serving your immediate community, which is maybe 30 people, right, or 50 people, how about you get in front of 50,000 or 500,000, how about you stretch yourself that far, because that's, like, I'm not, like, use a tool for the greatest good, Um, and as I say that, and also knowing different frames of reference, like human design, we're not all designed to do that, Um, to be in front of crowds, talking, like, I talk too much, maybe, (laughs) or just enough, who knows, (laughs) you know, though, I, I, you know, I don't know, Part of my being is to sometimes challenge, sometimes trigger with love to people and push them into that direction. It's not, you don't have to have, you don't have to give everything up to be, I feel like, awakened or connected. No. I've,
0: know? yeah, I feel that's quite a misconception a lot of times. Mm. <laughs> that's just a... Uh... Money trauma, you know?
1: There (laughs) we go. (laughs) There's more trauma. It's not just from your childhood. Because because
0: there's that element of safety that I mentioned. It's one of our basic needs and abundance, feeling abundant, feeling that you are entitled to abundance. We all are entitled to be abundant from all points of view abundance in love, abundance in financial abundance, safety abundance. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We're all made to be abundant and running away from that and exactly like you said not serving the world even more than you could is hiding and it's it's ingrained it's trauma ingrained uh, from whatever places everyone has their trauma from different places but that's money trauma not not wanting to have money or being afraid to make money because money is bad that's not mm-hmm. that's not reality you know we as spiritual as we want to be, we are one soul. We are all interconnected in the universe with the universe and all of that. Money is energy as well. Money is an exchange of energy. The, ex- the energy exchange that we've created in this physical world is money. And oh. the more we have to be able to exchange and to give and to receive, in theory, the better everyone, uh, everyone is the issues come when some people have m- so much more than others that's where <laughs> that's where inequality comes in and that's where the relationship to money gets a quite a lot distorted um, money itself is not the it's not the issue not having it, it's it's how we use it and it's how it's interpreted Um, But money itself is just energy, energy exchange.
1: Easiest way to say it's like it makes you more who you already are. It doesn't change you. I think it's a misconception. People might change you. I'm like, nope. Promise you if you were generous before, you're going to be even more generous. And if you were not that great of a person to be around, you're probably going to be more of that. And not my judgment to make. It's that part. And I, we, a couple of episodes ago, I had Whitney more in a show, so money mindset coach, and I love the line that she used. She has a sticky note on her computer, which says, money is made by helping real people. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Money is made yeah. of basically being of service to other people. That's, it's that simple. And then we get to ask ourselves, look, like, how do I get to impact even more people? And I also want to, by the way, challenge myself here, because even though, like, there, I, I do know that many people would say have money trauma and they have maybe unhealthy stories associated it. Maybe the reason I am challenging or triggering people is because I believe I need to prove to myself that I need to be in front of half a million people. I'm very aware (laughs) of this. So I also want to like call myself out of this. And I'm like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Maybe that's just my way of, again, like showing myself that I'm worthy of my own love. So just to put it out there, to bring it full circle, I don't have my crap figured out either. (laughs) So... (laughs) there's that
0: part for sure yeah I'm I feel very seen there because I'm one of my biggest lessons and I think the essence of who I am the essence of what my soul came to learn in this lifetime was uh, expression and I was so afraid of expressing who I am and what I think and how I my gifts which is Relating to people, helping people, sharing my vision with people. This is my essence. If you look at anything from astrology to human design to how I was built, why I came here is to express. And this was the biggest lesson and at the same time, the biggest gift that that I have. And it's taken me um, a long time. It's taken me the, you know, just the enough time. This is when I was meant to, this time, this moment now is when I was meant to really live to my purpose and come true to myself and authentically start expressing myself um so yeah just it's it's very it's very common that we don't um we don't get to who we are we don't get to call ourselves out on our own our own bullshit you know (laughs) most of the time uh, until the moment is right until we we get to that lesson we get to understand that lesson and goes like ah oh, okay well this is what i was supposed to be doing <laughs> great
1: yeah <laughs> yeah oh i'm loving this so how anyone who feels interested to explore this breathwork, which sounds like <laughs> it's just a tool to actually get to the bottom of like the stories we have that condition patterns we have the emotional blocks like all the things that i need to work on <laughs> as well <laughs> like how do they do you have some maybe some free research for people and then how do they reach you how do they participate in the workshops you're everywhere in europe maybe coming to the us i don't know you tell us how how can people connect with you and
0: be a part of this transformation um, yeah so if For now, the the safest way to reach me and the quickest way to reach me as well is through my Instagram at Denisa Miu, D-A-D-E-N-I-S-A-M-I-U, all together. Um, And I'm traveling between different cities and doing uh, breathwork workshops. It's called the the style that I use is called 9D and it's with headphones. Phones that everyone receives. So it's a very, very immersive um, experience with very cool sound on different frequencies, with binaural sounds, with subliminal uh, messages, with hypnotic scripts. So, altogether, it's an experience um, in itself. Together with the breath, is where you get to those really deep states. So, um, I'm doing that in the cities around Europe. And all the information can be found on my Instagram account. And I announce there regularly where I'm going, where people can find me. Um, I will very soon start working online as well. I'm already doing it one on one, but I will also do that with groups very soon because it is possible to do it online, too, and it's amazing. And I really want to share this uh, wide and far. I still think going in person wherever I can and people meeting me in person is great. But then to your point earlier, share this with as many people and that, that is my purpose as well. So, uh, that's coming very soon. I already work one-on-one with people as well, uh, both online and in person with breath work and with the other tools that I use for emotional release. Um, and yeah, for now, this is uh, this is where people, people can find me. Um, if they're awesome. curious, I'm always just one private, yeah, one DM away. Um I answer to everyone, I promise. <laughs> I love that.
1: So maybe can we leave on a practical note on They don't even know where to start. Like this is the beautiful I think in the journey, right? Like you when you have you when you shine awareness on something, you're like, there's just so much crap to unpack <laughs> <laughs> So where would someone start if they are let's say by themselves or they're like, Okay, how can I start breathing better? Or do I shine some sort of awareness around something? I did love that practical tape you mentioned. Like, let's put like put your childhood self on your screen, like in mm-hmm. your phone, and you're gonna become way more aware when you're talking crap to yeah. a baby version of you, and you're probably more likely to. Again, that's more like awareness, right? And that's that's mm-hmm. an important step. Like to even be aware, like why are you doing it? So I don't know any practical tips, or do you recommend? a certain yeah. journaling practice, whatever comes to mind, just for someone to like practically dive in right after the session if they feel like, oh my God, they need to do something.
0: <laughs> ah, there are many things. So I'm, I'm going to try and be short, <laughs> but there are many things. So in, I really recommend to anyone to find a embodiment practice that they resonate with, whether that's through your breath or through meditation You also said journaling, although journaling doesn't necessarily put you in your body necessarily all the time. But any kind of practice that you're able to tune into how your body feels, whether, again, you can do that through meditation, through breath work. Um, Some practical practices, just simple things that you can do daily with breath, with your breath, is, for example... Um, the, the most simple type of uh, technique that everyone can do, and it's also considered through, if you look at different studies around breath work uh, and breath techniques, this is the one considered the, the best that you can do to train your body to breathe correctly, which is, <clears throat> it's called the 5-5 or resonant uh, breathing technique. It's uh, five seconds in and five seconds out. So you breathe. Okay. You yeah yeah. So you okay okay. You and it's it's supposed to be very natural to you. So you're not supposed to. Oh okay. You, know, not, you don't you don't you don't. I was about to do just that. You don't have to. You don't have to force yourself. the The idea being that the moment where you can do this as natural as possible. And as mm. people don't need to notice that you're doing any kind of breathwork exercise, it's just yeah. natural with the moment where it gets to be natural to you. That's when your body is trained and that's where your body actually feels the benefits as well. It's actually, well, to be completely correct, it's 5.5 and 5.5, but as long as you do it for five up to six seconds and, uh, uh in and then out the same, you're, you're perfectly fine. Now, people get the really nose confused. Or mouth,
1: or what through, do you see? We're getting very nose. practical here.
0: You're always breathing through your nose. We're all we're okay. supposed to breathe through our nose. Our nose is um, is developed, is created to breathe air in and out. There are specific pathways through your nose that, for example, the air comes in, heated uh it's not as cold and so that's uh, better for your for your body overall uh the reason why you have a mouth you can also breathe it's it's like a backup system but you're not supposed to <laughs> you're not supposed to use it on oh, not not, yeah. not in normal days and only if you do a breathwork workshop where there's a specific reason for why you want to take more air in through your mouth but normally yeah. and the correct breath is always through your nose Okay. So
1: how long would you be doing the 5 second thing? Okay, like wake can up in do the morning. It, this is my practice.
0: Do it for 5 to 10 minutes. Oh my god. Uh, every, that's long. <laughs> every morning and or you can do it. I always uh, recommend to do it even where you when you work. For example, you know, you're doing your emails, you're doing whatever you're doing. Just focus on a few uh, breaths of 5 in, 5 out and then continue with your work and just let your body work by itself and simulate that same um, that same style it will your body will remember and the more you do it the more you you get into it um one of the biggest uh, issues that we that we have because we don't what i was saying at the beginning that we don't breathe correctly is that we overbreathe most of us breathe much faster than that so you'll see if you start doing that after a few minutes of doing that you're going to feel like you want to take <gasps> a really big breath in because you feel that air hunger you you feel mm. you're hungry for air you need more air you need more oxygen to be put into your uh, your body because we breathe much faster than we actually need most of the time
1: and that creates okay. a, of, uh, a lot yeah, of
0: a lot of things what, why in your isn't
1: body. that explain very quickly me <laughs> bringing too much like what why wouldn't it be good to i mean yeah maybe you're i don't know tell me
0: so because your nervous system gets regulated by the amount of air you you put in every time you 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 probably notice when you're anxious or when you get upset when something you feel like mm. you you your breath mm-hmm. speeds up whereas mm-hmm. the moment you're very calm and actually you can calm yourself with your breath just by if you breathe 4 in and 8 out for example or even 4 in and 6 out the the moment your exhale is longer than your inhale, your yeah. body starts to calm down, your nervous system starts to calm down. Nice. And so the more, the more balanced your breath is, the more balanced your body is as well. And your breath is energy. You're putting energy into your body. The more balanced that energy comes in, the more your body will functions, function as it's supposed to um there is a lot of information and there are so many studies there there's a brilliant book by um a guy called James Nestor and his um his call, his book is called breath uh that i completely recommend to everyone he quotes he's a, um, a investigative journalist and he he's he goes through a lot of studies around uh, breath and he talks about so many things about how even our physiognomy like our faces the structure of our faces has changed throughout uh, the years because of how we live our lifestyle because of how our food um has changed what we eat how we the pollution that <laughs> is in the air the literally our lifestyle influences all of this and that's how our bone structure has changed which has as a result changed the way that we breathe and the quality of our breath, uh, has changed as well with it. And, and, you know, he, he talks about all of the, all of the things that can go wrong with our body, especially when we're children. Um, he talks about how ADHD is actually can be reversed or is, um, consequence of breathing, (laughs) breathing bad. Uh, especially breathing bad at night through our mouth, because a lot of children are doing that, uh, especially nowadays. So there's there's a ton a ton of information about how our breath influences our health, um, and there's a ton of information about how we can use our breath to regulate our nervous system and therefore be healthier, be more emotionally stable, understand things altogether. So. You know, I could I could talk here for hours. But
1: we're just <laughs> gonna have you come back because I know we, we really went into the emotion side, not mm-hmm. as much as like let's breathe together, but I'm absolutely open for us to be doing another session and I'll keep everyone updated on how my journey with you goes in Europe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, the, the practical thing, honestly, if I can leave you with something, try this 5-5 five, five resonant breath uh, once a day, maybe twice a day. At some point, even when you walk or when you work in the morning, if you want, and you'll just see how your body just feels better. Um, There are a lot there's a lot of information also online of uh, what type of breath you can do to sleep better and do things. So um, well,
1: I just feel like I'm going to, I don't know. Maybe this is what um, a part of my life purpose. I just need to push you into starting a YouTube channel, my love.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm, that's I'm, what I'm
1: hearing. Why are you sending me elsewhere? I want to come to you. Where's the videos, girl?
0: Serve yeah, yeah, yeah. humanity.
1: <laughs> I mean, busted.
0: Honestly, busted. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that has to happen. Yes. Okay.
1: Well, again, love uh, this conversation i appreciate you coming on Mm. the timing is very interesting very very (laughs) aligned for me of my awareness of what i need to do and our conversation a few hours later so again thank you for coming on again we're going to link all the the instagram handle everything um of how to reach you below the in the show notes Definitely yeah. go follow this beautiful lady, Part- partake in any workshops. You have a good excuse, my Americans, you have an excuse to go to Europe. There we go. Now, you know, especially if you're resonating, because it is like, I think, I mean, we didn't get to that depth, but like the facilitator is important. You mm. know, the facilitator of yeah, the class. Of are you resonating with them energetically? You're like, yeah. you trust them. Like, how are you gonna let go of you're like, ugh, you know? So,
0: Completely, that's why yeah
1: coming to you i know this is plenty of this happening in austin but i'm
0: coming to you girl (laughs) i cannot wait for that (laughs) thank you so much it's um it's been lovely chatting to you as always
1: likewise (laughs) likewise so again hop on instagram follow this beautiful lady and we're gonna keep you updated on what's happening in europe Yeah. yeah we'll do bye thank you so much